H-O-N-N. This is Hollywood Casinos on the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Here are your hosts, Dave Biddle and Scotty Vegas. Welcome to On the Money. Dave Biddle, Scott Prokop. We like to call him Scotty Vegas. This is a show about sports gambling. We also talk sports in general. Scotty Vegas, how you doing this evening, my friend? I'm good, Dave. Now, I will admit right at the top here, I've got a bunch of college basketball parlays going right now. So if you hear a woo out of me, something good's happening. If you hear, oh, come on, out of me, something really bad is happening. So I'm monitoring all this, uh, all these parlays, all these money lines uh, as we go here. We're going to need to turn the TVs off so you can focus on the show. Yes. But I guess before we get into that, Dave, let's recap quickly what happened last weekend. So you had two underdogs win the game outright, Jags and Giants. You and I were both on the Giants. We saw that one coming. The favorites went two and four with the Cowboys and the 49ers as the only two teams that covered. And there were five overs and only one under last weekend. And that one under happened to be the Cowboys and Bucks, which went under by half a point. And I saw there was a bet out there that somebody won by, I think it was like a half million. They, they took the under and they won that by a half point. I mean, sports gambling, it'll, it'll keep you on your edge of the seat. All right, so on today's show, uh, we have a special guest. We will get to that next segment. Uh, we will keep you guys guessing on that. We're going to talk a lot of NFL, of course, as Scotty said. Um, we'll, we'll get into some sports betting 101. Scott's going to tell you, tell you about uh, cross sports parlays and much more on the show. But let's get into Bengals 24-17 over Ravens last week. Now, are we going with fumble in the jungle or are we yes. going with Hubbard yard dash? <laughs> I love both. Uh, I'm going fumble in the jungle. Gosh, that was that was fantastic. And I will tell you, and I, I can't even imagine, because you are a Bengals fan, I can't even imagine the range of emotions that were going through <laughs> you your head <laughs> because I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game on the couch, and I had I had money on, on the Bengals, so I was on the Bengals on the money line. And so when it looks like the, the Ravens are about to score and go up, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm getting nervous. And then, obviously, Sam Hubbard goes the, the whole way, 99 yards for the touchdown i want to know what the dave biddle living room was like when that return happened so i'm down in the man cave which is where i watch important important sports events and i watch them alone you know because i'm crazy like that and i'm sitting there i'm just like you got to be kidding me and then yeah i went ballistic yeah i i saw it happen and i'm just like running around my <laughs> man cave kind of like you were like during the kata bates diop last second shot against purdue yes. but i didn't i you know i made sure there was no video of it as far as you guys know so uh no it was uh it was elation frankly the bengals should have not been in that position but they were and they got lucky but i'll take it and then we'll see what happens this week they're very banged up uh, we'll get into that later all right so giants over vikings 31 24 again you're going to give me credit for picking like the giants. I just had them like on the point spread. You had them on the money line. So credit to you. Um, not a huge surprise. The giants over the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a three point spread. Daniel Jones looked fantastic. All right. Normally we don't brag about our picks here. <laughs> here we, go. Uh, we certainly don't throw a parlay party about them on, on Sunday mornings. Right. Uh, <laughs> or maybe we do, but, Tonight, just like football players kind of review the film after games, we want to go back and listen to our best bets from Sunday. Grade how we do. See if you recognize the bell that we're going to use to grade and uh, recognize how well we did on our picks on Sunday. We're going to switch it up here. There we go. So it is money-making time on On the Money. All right, Dave, start us out with some of your best bets. 
I, you know, even when I was 13 and a half, I was taking the Dolphins. I feel like, you know, they're going to, the Bills are going to win the game, but I think, I don't think they're going to get quite to 14. So give me the Dolphins uh, and the points. Uh, give me the Giants and the points plus three. Not to, not, not to, hey. steal, not to steal your thunder there. Um, give me the Ravens plus eight and a half against my Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win, but uh, the Ravens are a very well coached team. Give me the Ravens to cover it at eight and a half. And then I will go with the Bucks two and a half against the Cowboys tomorrow night. All right. My first play Ooh. today, Dave, is going to be on the Buffalo Bills in the first half team total over 14. Look, we've got Skylar Thompson as a starting quarterback for the Dolphins. I could see turnovers. I could see short possessions for the Dolphins. So I love taking the Bills first half total team points over 14. You mentioned it. I am on the Giants today over the Vikings. Giants very well coached. They're 6-5 and 1 straight up as an underdog this year. I like that to go 7-5 and 1 and the Giants to advance with the upset over the Vikings. In the night game, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take plus 8 and a half with the Baltimore Ravens. I just see it as being a lower-scoring game. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a good day for the Ravens. And on Monday night, you and I have talked about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, and everything kind of is pointing towards, hey, you should take the Buccaneers, the fact that they're getting points at home, the fact that Tom Brady is 7-0 and against the Cowboys. I mean, everything is pointing towards the Tampa Bay Bucs. The public loves the Tampa Bay Bucs. That's what scares me a little bit. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards giving the two and a half with the Dallas Cowboys. Where's your Benjamin at today? So I'm going to go with the Giants on the money line at plus 122. I'm going to put it with the Bengals money line at minus 490. I've got the Bills at minus 1100 on the money line. And then the Cowboys Monday night. I put all four of those together. It is four to one, Dave. Fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> Except for me picking the Bucks. Hey. That was really, really good. That was incredible, right? You talk about best bets. Those were best bets right there, Dave. So, I mean, Kim, it was, you know, a lot of people were thinking, you know, I, I, there's a guy that I really like on The Athletic. I'm not going to say his name who does the newsletter who said it was going to be a very boring day of football on Sunday. And he did come back with a newsletter on Monday and, and say mea culpa. It yeah. was actually really, really cool. But saying it was going to be boring. It ended up being really, really fun. We've talked about the Bengals over the Ravens, Giants over Vikings, Bills surviving the Dolphins 34-31. And then on Monday, of course, the Cowboys crushing the Bucks 31-14. Let me ask you this. What's Tom Brady going to do? I don't think he's retiring, and I don't think he's going back to the Bucks. I'm with you. So I'm with you. you, you uh, but I don't know where he's going. He, Maybe vague. I don't I don't know. He's but. coming back. Yeah, he, he is coming yep. back. I don't know exactly where. You know, thinking about the different opportunities that are going to open up. Maybe the Raiders, right? That's one that, that yeah. makes sense. But, yeah, I think, he's, I think he's coming back. I don't think this is the end. He doesn't want to go out like this. Everything, I mean, and people don't talk about this. It's not just on the field. Off the field, do you think that the GOAT wants to go out kind of embarrassed about everything that happened off the field with his marriage? No chance. And then the way that, like, the, the even though they won the division, I mean, congratulations on being 8-9 and nine and winning a division. I mean, if they were in, like, the AFC North, they would have been, like, you know, first of all, they wouldn't even been 8-9, and nine, you know? I mean, they would have uh, been lucky to even get to six wins. But, yeah, I agree. I think Tom Brady's going to come back for another year, but it won't be with the Bucks. By the way, that bell, while we were grading out our picks, do you know where that bell is from? What show? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. One of my favorite characters of all time, Hector Salamanco. Well, you know, Skylar Thompson was in there as well. That's right. Uh, as, uh, as Walter's wife. No, 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 different Skylar. Definitely a different <laughs> Skylar, right? Um, how about Skylar? Almost got the job done. 
I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm like, you know, there's supposed to be this kinship between the Bengals and the and the Bills. I'm sitting there like, it'd be kind of cool if the, if the Dolphins like won this game here. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It was kind of cool. It was a lot more entertaining of a football game than I thought it was going to be. All right. Up next, we're going to bring in a special guest who will tell you the warning signs if you have a problem with gambling. That's up next right here on The Money. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on The Money. On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Welcome back to On The Money. Scotty Vegas with Dave Biddle. Sports betting now legalized in Ohio. Here to tell us more about the risks of sports gambling, how to know when a loved one has a problem, and how to gamble responsibly is Derek Longmire, the executive director of the problem of the Problem Gambling Network of Ohio. Hi, Derek. First off, what is the Problem Gambling Network of Ohio, Derek? We are a statewide nonprofit organization focused on providing help and hope to individuals that might be having a, a problem with their gambling. We as an organization are not for gambling or against gambling. We just want to make sure that those who have issues have um, places to go to get help. Derek, I find this interesting. I've read that um, it's been proven that people who bet on sports um, have a higher risk for a problem with gambling than maybe people who bet on maybe poker, uh, blackjack, other forms of gambling. Get into that. Why are people that bet on sports at a higher risk? Well, it, it, for a variety of reasons. One is just the rapid success, succession of playing. And sports betting looks very different than it did 10 years ago, where no longer are you betting on the outcome of the game, but you're really betting on the last, on the next down or the next at bat. And just that rapid succession really models what we see as like slot machines. And we know that slot machines like sports betting tend to be the, the higher levels of risk. We're talking to Derek Longmire, the executive director of the Problem Gambling Network of Ohio. Now, Derek, what are some of the signs that you or a loved one might have a gambling problem? For an individual, it's just really asking yourself, is it still fun? And that really is kind of that core element, because if you're gambling and it's not fun, then that's a, a pretty big sign that maybe you should really rethink that relationship or, or take a step back. Um, for those loved ones, just really being a good listener and um, being on the lookout for some of those warning signs. Um, warning signs could be just being those loved ones being super secretive, um, having unexplained financial problems or unexplained money, too much, too much money. Um, also only talking about gambling. Um, and then also when it comes into some of those problems as it relates to money, uh, job, or relationships. This is no surprise, but as you know, like Ohio topped the nation in the amount of sports uh, betting, legalized sports uh, betting um, there in the beginning of January. It's probably still the same thing. Ohio's, Ohio's got the seventh largest population in the country. I think the fourth largest population of any state that has sports gambling. Um, get into that a little bit. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Where do you come down on that? Well, um, Ohio is just a huge market anyway, which has gotten a lot of people really excited about it. Not only is it a huge market, but as we look at launching sports betting in the state, this is the biggest expansion of gambling Ohio has ever seen. And as you mentioned, just how big the, the market is for Ohio, uh, it's also the biggest expansion of sports betting that any state has ever done. So with that, then that just means that consumers have to really be aware and vigilant of what some of that impact is. We've got 20 plus different mobile sites trying to get your business and get up a little bit of that market share in Ohio. Uh, so that means that you're going to get a lot of messaging, and we just want to make sure folks that, that really do their homework before they start betting. Derek, how does someone get help for a gambling problem? Like, What are some of the resources that are offered in Ohio uh, and here locally? 
The first step is to call the Ohio Problem Gambling Helpline, and that is available 24-7-365. Uh, so wh whenever you need us, day or night, give us a call. That number is 1-800-589-9966, and that corresponding website is gamblinghelpohio.org. Derek, I'm curious where you come down on this. So for for years, people could leave the state of Ohio and do legalized sports gambling in like Indiana, a lot of border states, you know, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Indiana, West Virginia, every border state except for Kentucky. And now finally we have it. And Scotty and I, we're guilty as charged. We've been like kind of, you know, trying to lead the charge. Like, come on, you know, all these border states have it. Like, it's inevitable. We're, we're going to have it eventually. Let's have it. Do you think that this is a good thing for the state of Ohio, that the money is now staying in the state of Ohio? Where do you come down on that? Well, I don't know that it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just the reality of where we are. We know that there is a lot of interest in sports betting, and I think as consumers, it makes sense that we, we have legalized and regulated sports betting. Uh, certainly the tides have changed on kind of consumer um, perspective there. So I think the way you make sure you do it and do it is right is exactly what Ohio is doing. So by having those consumer protections in place, that there's the helpline number where it should be on every ad that you see, um, that there's dollars set aside for those that are going to need help related to this expansion, and that the Ohio Casino Control Commission, who regulates, is super vigilant about that reg regulation and makes sure that the operators are staying within the confines of the, the laws and rules of the state. Very well said, Derek. We appreciate you coming on. And uh, for more information about problem sports gambling and how to help someone you love, please uh, please visit pausebeforeyouplay.org or the Ohio Problem Gambling Hotline at 1-800-589-9966. When we come back, we're going to do some sports gambling 101 and build some cross-sports parlays. That is next on On the Money. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Welcome back to On the Money. Scotty Vegas with Dave Biddle. One of the things that we did before the show, Dave, is we started building our own cross sport parlays. And I want to hear yours first because I think it sounds like it might have a little tennis in it. Which it does. I love. It does. Give me because I'm looking it up right now and I know you know it. What's the what's the uh, money line for Joker to win the Aussie? Uh, so he's minus 130 to win the Australian <laughs> it's, it's, Open. It's the second round. He's already minus 130, which is not even a surprise. I don't care. I'm taking Joker 130 to win the Australian Open. I really can't imagine who would beat him. Seriously. I mean, Alcaraz is not even in the tournament. I mean, I don't think Nadal was going to win anyway. He's already gotten knocked out by a mediocre at best American player. Anyway, give me Joker, minus 130. Give me Bengals money line. Ooh, okay. Bengals money line, which Upset. is right around plus 200, right around there, depending on, on what you're looking at. Um, you know, we, of course, recommend the Barstool Sports app. They do a great job. Uh, it's right around 200. So Bengals money line. And then give me, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a golf one. Give me Columbus's own. I know he's from Australia, but he married Columbus girl and he lives in Columbus. Give me Jason Day plus sixteen fifty to win the Sony Open. So he's uh, so he's actually sixty six to one this week. Jason Day is even better sixty six to one with uh, Djokovic with the Bengals. You're getting monster numbers right there. All right, I, my parlay is not quite as aggressive as yours. Uh, I've got the Chiefs on the money line, which I feel really confident about. That's the one NFL game that I feel like uh, is a lock, pretty much on on who's going to win the game. I'm also going to throw the 49ers money line because I like them to beat the Cowboys on Sunday night. 
tonight. And I'm going to throw in Tony Finau, who Tony Finau is 12 to 1 in the tournament. But if I put all three of those together, I'm getting 23 to 1. I could also switch out Tony Finau and throw in a Cam Young and move this thing to 42 to 1. Um, but then I'm also looking at, uh, I like your your thought on Djokovic at the tennis. So if I want to go mostly favorites, I could go Djokovic at the Australian. I could do the 49ers to win and the Chiefs to win and get plus 250. So I would feel pretty confident, Dave, that I would get to the uh, the 49ers game on Sunday night feeling like I'm in good shape with, with that bet as well. And I'm going to get into this because this is sports betting 101. And, you know, a lot of people obviously know about live betting but we'll talk to people that you know like oh you can bet during the game like after it starts and stuff like i know it sounds dumb to people who are like into sports betting but like there's a lot of people who are new to this and and i encourage people you know like i've said like hayden and i like will maybe sometimes met, bet like a five bucks on a game or a dollar it just makes it look more interesting you know or have a parlay where you put it like you know three bucks on it or you can go bigger than that whatever but like live betting is so much fun and you can take advantage of situations where somebody gets hurt or something happens in the game because as you've explained many times on the show live betting it's 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 all like computerized it's all an algorithm so it's not really based on like any type of intellect at that point it's like oh this team was supposed to be winning by this much but now they're losing by this much and it kind of throws everything off it really is the best way to make money, in my opinion, in sports betting is live betting. I agree. I agree. And that's why where I've made my money is live betting these golf tournaments because you will be watching them and, oh, you see that this guy made a birdie or this guy's got an eagle putt or something like that. Well, the odds don't generally catch up until after the score is posted. So you'll see a shot. It'll go to four or five, six feet, and then you're going to assume that they're going to make the putt, and the odds have not changed on that. So that's one thing that you can take advantage of. The other thing is, and, and this is live betting as well, this is a recent example, Dave. We watched Georgia just dominate TCU in the national championship game. I think one thing that a casual football fan watching that game after about three drives knew that this was an outclass TCU right. team, right? <laughs> the avalanche was coming. And the spread on the game pregame <laughs> was 13 and a half. Georgia was a 13 and a half point favorite. But after three drives, you could see that that, that spread was going to be nowhere near 13 at the end of the game. So you could start laying some more bets down on Georgia in game, knowing that they were the more dominant team and, and that's live betting. So while the computers are looking at it and the algorithm, the algorithms are shooting out different odds you can also use the eye test and see this is the way to go on the bat next up we will preview the saturday nfl playoff games that is coming up next right here on the money now back to hollywood casinos on the money on the money presented by ohio for responsible gambling from onn it is on the money i'm scotty vegas with dave biddle and it is one of my favorite football weekends of the year we got four awesome games lined up this segment we are going to preview the saturday games we'll start out with the chiefs jags the chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite in the barstool sportsbook app and minus 455 on the money line the jags plus 335 on the money line over under total is 52 and a half which happens to be the highest 
over under total for the weekend. And Dave, this is the only game out of the four all weekend that I feel confident in which team is going to win this game heading into it. I mean, out of the four, uh, I, I kind of lean taking the points with the Jags, but I feel pretty confident that the, the Chiefs on the money line is the way to go on this one. Yeah, I agree with you on uh, the money line. Um, I think both of the one seeds are going to win. I do. I think Philly, Philly, Philly's favored by seven and a half over the Giants at home. I think the, you know, that buy is huge. Um, you know, not having to play last week, the Giants, even if they didn't have any serious injuries, still you got to figure out, like, figure they're a little banged up coming into that game. I like the Chiefs to actually cover. I do. Oh, I think, okay. you know, I think, I mean, the Jags, I think, you know, I think it's uh, going to turn midnight there um, for Cinderella. I think, I think KC's going to win that game by 10 or more. Um, Philly, I don't know. Um, I'll pick Philly to win, but uh, I would stay away from seven and a half. That's too many points. If it was six and a half, I might feel comfortable taking Philly. Um, seven and a half. Frankly, if I had to do the money line, I mean, if I had to do the um, point spread, I would take the Giants. But I think the Eagles are going to win that game. So 74% is the implied win probability for the Eagles on Saturday. They are a seven and a half point favorite, minus 335 on the money line. If you like the Giants, you can get them at plus 255. So $100 bet on the Giants to win the game would pay $255. The over-under on the game is 48. Look, the Giants have the best record in the NFL against the spread. And the reason why I'm actually interested in taking the Giants with the points is the last time out that we saw the Eagles, Hertz was still a little banged up from what I saw. Uh, Great young quarterback, but in that last game, we know he took two weeks off with the shoulder injury. In that last game, I I didn't think that he looked 100%. So that's kind of the reason that I'm going there. Going back to that Jags and Chiefs game, though, the Jags have actually covered the spread in five of their last six games. Chiefs have only covered the spread 38% of the time. So while they're winning football games, they're not covering the spread a ton. And, and, and I think the reason why, Dave, that I lean towards taking the points with the Jags is I think there's this, this you know, go out there with, with no expectations attitude with Trevor Lawrence. And this is an offense that, that can score. We saw how much they were able to score late in that game against the Chargers and how well they played. They kind of played with that free attitude. I think in the first half of that game, they were a little stiff and a little worried. We saw Trevor Lawrence throw three interceptions. It can't go any worse for the Jags than what that first half went against the Chargers. And I think that kind of, they're kind of got that attitude of, Hey, we're lucky to be here. Why not us? Why not give it at all? And that's why I kind of think it's going to be a close game. Scotty, the more I think about this, I really like, Giants plus seven and a half. Okay. I think the Eagles are going to win the game, but it it reminds me a lot of how I felt about the Bengals Ravens last week. Like that's way too high. Like this is going to be a close game. Like the Giants are well coached. Yeah. I just said the Eagles, you have the, you know, the huge advantage of having, you know, the layoff and and resting up, but you're right. Hurts, you know, and that helps them that he was able to rest an extra week, but he's been banged up and it doesn't seem like it was like extremely minor. Obviously it wasn't extremely major, but it's somewhere in between there. And that's a problem when it's your quarterback. Um, that just seems like too much of, of a, you know, a point spread to me. I like giants plus seven and a half. I'm doing a little uh, foreshadowing here for best bets. So looking at these two games on Saturday, and by the way, we're going to get into Sunday's games next segment, but Saturday's games, if I had to uh, recommend a bet right now, it would be Giants plus seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm with you on the Giants. I'm taking the points in both games. So I'm taking the eight and a half and I'm taking uh the seven and a half. So it's funny because I, I went together and I, I was just 
kind of playing around with different parlays. I, I like to do that in my spare time, play around with different parlays. Uh, one <laughs> of the ones that I put together were putting all four of the favorites over the weekend on a money line parlay. And you can get that all four favorites at plus 250. So you can get two and a half to one on all four or favorites winning. Uh, the pure chaos parlay, I just, just for fun, I put all four upsets in the parlay in the bet slip at, at uh, Barstool Sportsbook. And the pure chaos parlay pays 115 to one. So that's all four underdogs winning. Now, your typical four team parlay where you're just taking teams on the spread pays about 12 to one. So that's kind of what you're looking at. All right, when we come back, do not bet the Sunday games without hearing what we've got to say. That is next on On the Money. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos On the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. On ONN. Welcome back to On the Money. Dave Biddle, Scotty Vegas, Triple H riding with you. All right. Sunday's NFL games. Let's get into it. Bengals at Bills. Bills favored by five and a half. Cowboys at 49ers. The 90s all over again. Niners favored by four. The Niners are now your betting favorite to win the NFC, even over the Eagles. Um, let's get into Bengals Bills first, Scotty. You know, if you're giving advice, where are you at on this? Like, I, I like the Bengals money line. It's right around plus 200. Um, if you had to bet on this game, would you go Bills? Money line, Bengals money line, would you bet on the spread, over, under? Where you at on this one? Yeah, I think looking at this game, I'm going to give you a stat here that is going to make Bengals fans happy. Bengals have covered the spread in each of their last eight games as an underdog. So they have been fantastic as an underdog. Eight of their last nine postseason games have actually gone under the total. Uh, So I actually, looking at the total, it's 48 Initially, when that came out, you're thinking Joe Burrow and you're thinking uh, Josh Allen and you're thinking a ton of points, right? I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it could go under that 48 total. Um, but this, the Cincinnati Bengals defense has to play better than what they did against the Ravens because the Ravens were able to move the ball, and that kind of surprised me. But if I were to lean one way or the other, I would lean on the under in this game, and I would lean on taking the plus five points. I, to me, I know that the Bengals are a little beat up on the offensive line, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a game that's going to be lower scoring than the 48 and I like taking the points with the Bengals. Yeah, they're a lot banged up on the offensive line. Now, unless Jonah Williams, he has a dislocated kneecap, but he, he was able to come back the last time he dislocated a kneecap earlier this year and didn't miss a, a game. So, um, and we'll see about Alex Kappa. I thought he had a season-ending broken ankle. Turns out not a broken ankle. He might play. But if those guys don't play, then you're down 60% of your starting offensive line, an offensive line that was already struggling earlier in the year. Then it was kind of catching fire you saw that cohesion that you see with offensive lines after they start working together and the Bengals are playing well so we'll see that's that's going to be tough now the Bills um, have a good defensive line but they don't have Vaughn Miller obviously he's out for the year but uh, they have Rousseau Um, they had they have Ed Oliver they have a good defensive line they've got really good linebackers that's going to be a good game a really good game and it kind of feels like it's meant to be with everything we saw with DeMar Hamlin yeah and the two fan bases coming together and and all the love that was there all right let's move on all right Niners and Cowboys I if I had a bet on this one I I would lay the four as great as the Cowboys looked maybe there's an overcorrection here 
you have to go to the San Francisco 49ers, who we both agree. You're now you you're you're even higher on them than I am, and I'm very high on them. Yeah. I would take the 49ers and lay the four. So I've invested in the in the 49ers quite a bit over the last couple months. I think that they are going to be the team that wins the Super Bowl in the end. I just think they have a fantastic defense and uh so many weapons on offense that uh, I think they're the best team. And look, two weeks ago, the Cowboys played uh, Washington and looked awful, just dreadful. <laughs> and then Monday night, they play the the Buccaneers, and it was probably the best that the Cowboys have looked all year. So you go from one week looking like the worst, and then the next week looking like the best. I think this, this team is somewhere in between there, and I think that the 49ers will take care of business. The teeter-totter is going to go the other way this exactly. week. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it does win, feel that way. And the win probability on this game, based on the odds, have San Francisco at a 63%. I did want to ask you, looking at the four games as a whole this weekend, yeah. if you were to rank in order of most likelihood of an upset, one, two, three, four, what would you go as far as how you would rank them as most likely teams to pull off the upset? This is going to sound like I'm a homer, but I would say Bengals because I feel like um, everybody's talking about, including myself, the um, they're banged up on the offensive line. I know it was less than a quarter of football, but they look like the better team. And I know it was in Cincinnati than the Bills. Um, now, I still think if I, if I had to bet my life, I would bet the Bills are going to win that game. But you look at it, even though um, Cowboys 49ers – Less of a point spread with the Niners favored by four. I feel like the Niners, I'm, I'm more confident the Niners will win than the Bills. Um, now, I would take all of the favorites to be clear, Scotty, but to answer your question, if I had to pick one, because I don't think the Giants are going to upset Philly, even though there's a chance it could happen. I don't see it happening. I don't think there's any way the Jaguars are going to upset the Chiefs. Um, could the Cowboys up to upset the Niners? Yeah, it could happen. I think the best chance is the Bengals upsetting the Bills. If I were to power rank these, I would actually go number one Giants. I think the Giants oh, have a chance in that divisional matchup. Uh, they looked good last week, beat, beat a good Minnesota team on the road. I think the Giants would be my number one team most likely to pull off the upset. Number two would be the Bengals. Three would be the Cowboys. And I don't think the Jags have a, have a chance, so I would put them at four. Up next is Best Bets. That's coming up next right here on The Money. Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. From ONN. Welcome back to the show on the money. Really appreciate you guys joining us. I am Dave Biddle. I'm joined by Scotty Vegas. We have producer Triple H at the controls. My friends, it is time for best bets. This is where Scotty and I give our favorite bets to make. Last time I checked, Scotty, there are four NFL playoff games this weekend, which is awesome. How about we uh, give our best bets to make on each of those four games? Sounds good. Let's make some money now. All right. I'm taking the points in three of the four games, and I'm going to give the points in one of the games. So uh, the, the, the game where I'm going to give the points and take the favorite is going to be uh, San Francisco and Dallas. I'm willing to give the three and a half with the 49ers. I think what we saw out of Dallas on Monday night was the best Dallas two weeks ago. We saw the worst of Dallas against Washington. I think San Francisco more balanced. They will come 
come out with a great defense and stuff Dallas. So give me San Francisco minus three and a half. The other one that I really feel pretty confident about, about is the Giants getting more than a touchdown against the Eagles. I know the Eagles took last week off. They basically have had multiple weeks off because they clinched. They clinched a one seed a while ago. So I'm going to take the Giants getting the points in Philadelphia, getting seven and a half. Now, I'm also going to take the points with the Jags against the Chiefs. I don't feel as confident in that one, but the Jags getting eight and a half. Look, the Jags have been good covering spreads. They've covered five of their last six, and the Chiefs have not been good at covering. They've only covered the spread 38% of the time on the season. So I'm going to take the Jags and the points. And then the last one is the Bengals-Bills. Now, I'll tell you, I probably will not bet this one, but if I had to pick one way or the other, I would probably take plus four five with the Bengals. So those are mine. Dave, what are you at with those four? Yeah, we're pretty much on the same wavelength here. I'll start off with Giants plus seven and a half, as I said earlier in the show. You know, I do think the Eagles are going to win that game, but give me the Giants plus seven and a half. That just seems like too many points for a team that's well coached. Brian Dable has been a very, very, um, you know, that might be an understatement. He's been an excellent uh, hire by them. Daniel Jones is now looking like a capable quarterback. They probably wish they would have picked up the fifth-year option because now they're probably going to either sign him to long-term or have to franchise him because what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. you're kind of in a situation for the Giants. It's like, okay, he's not like Joe Burrow. He's not like a superstar, but, like, he's not bad, and he's gonna. you have to think he's going to get better. He's only 25 years old. Like, he can run. He can throw. He continues to get better. Um, it seems like he's dialed in, like, mentally as far as being like a student of the game. So that it's going to be very interesting to see what the Giants do with Daniel Jones. I'd be shocked if they don't at least franchise him if they can't uh, sign him long-term. Absolutely. And by the way, think about this, Dave. The Giants don't really have one of those young stud-wide receivers that are like one of the top ten in the NFL. You look around the rest of the playoffs, you see stud-wide receiver after stud-wide receiver. You don't see that for Daniel Jones. So if they could maybe add a receiver or a weapon. I know Saquon Barkley is a, a fantastic weapon out of the backfield, catches a lot of balls too but you get him a wide receiver that's a, a legit team right there that's a great point like right now like Darius like Darius Slayton is yeah. like his number one receiver who actually had a really good game last game and he had that one drop late that almost cost them but overall played well but still the point is that should be like your number three receiver right yes. on a good team not your number one they've been banged up there so yeah Daniel Jones I, you know mea culpa I never saw that coming with him uh give me the Giants plus seven and a half over the Eagles Give me the Bengals on the money line, right around plus 200. I believe Barstool Sportsbook has this at plus 195. Plus 195 Bengals on the money line, Barstool Sportsbook. So give me the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line. Um, I think that's going to be a heck of a game, um, and emotions will be running high, of course. I hope DeMar Hamlin's there. I think he will be. He wasn't at last week's game. He was at practice, I believe, yesterday. So uh, that's going to be cool if he's actually at the game less than three weeks after uh, what was almost a complete tragedy. Uh, this is where one we disagree on. Give me the Chiefs. I know it's a huge number. I just feel like they're going to put it all together um, until they lose the AFC Championship game next week. Um, no. <laughs> um, but, no, I think the Chiefs are going to put it all together this week and uh, the Jags' magical run is going to end, and the Chiefs are going to win that game by nine or more. So give me the Chiefs laying that eight and a half, and I'm with you. And it's down to three and a half. I mean, I was going to take the Niners minus four. Now it's down to three and a half. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. People are people are putting the money on the Cowboys. Everybody's, like, very intrigued by what happened last week. But give me the Niners minus three and a half. Um, and the two that I'm most confident in, Giants plus seven and a half. Niners minus three and a half. Those are the two I'm most confident in. Yeah, you, I'm with you on those Giants. I am. Um, all right, so after each round, I think we should reassess 
who we think is the most likely team to win the Super Bowl. I've told you over the last month that I think it's the San Francisco 49ers. I would not change from that. I still think that the most likely team to win the Super Bowl is the 49ers. How about you? Is there a, a team out there that you think you feel confident in right now to call your Super Bowl champ? If I had to bet, it would be the Chiefs, but I think it's really close. Like, I, I like your pick with the 49ers because I like their team in general, and let's just be clear. I mean, I'm not breaking news here. The path is easier in the NFC. and It just is, especially if Jalen Hurts is not 100%, which he's not. I know he's able to play. Um, and who knows? Maybe they won't even play the Eagles. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's almost a toss-up between those two. The Bills have a really good chance. If the Bengals get there, they have a good chance. But those would be the top two. I'll go with the Chiefs, but I see why you're picking the 49ers. And a reminder, if it is the Chiefs and the Bills next week, for some reason, that game is going to be <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, which is just That's absolutely so crazy. Weird. What would you guess the spread at for a neutral site Chiefs-Bills game? Because I think it's probably right around a pick. I was going to say, but it's probably around a pick. Now, because of the Patrick Mahomes, well, I mean, I mean, everybody loves Josh Allen, too. I almost said because of Patrick Holmes, maybe it'd be like Chiefs minus one and a half. Yeah, maybe a maybe point. One and a, maybe minus one. It'd be really, really, really close. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, so, uh, Ohio State football kicking off uh, spring drills in about two months. They just got a transfer quarterback. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. He's a, he's a depth piece for people that don't know. He's a depth piece. All right, here we go. Thanks for riding with us tonight for Scotty Vegas and Triple H. I am Dave Biddle. This has been On the Money.